And we're live on Facebook in the uh, Rooney Supporters Club Facebook group. This is the big guy, Scott Ferrara, and I'm here with uh, Michael Perizzini. Now, some of you may know he is the president of the Capital uh, Area Rooster Booster Fan Club. Uh, he has a, he has a nice little uh, group up there. I know you're with the Albany Bootleggers right now, right, Mike? That is correct. I was formerly the president of the Albany Bootleggers, and now I am their coach. So I took a, a step down, but it's good. It's still great. <laughs> Doing big things. I heard McWilliams is looking yeah. to pick you up next season. And I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for those of you that don't know me, I'm the president, I guess, of the national organization, which is the uh, Rooney Supporters Club. Uh, most of you guys know me as the big guy. My name is Scott Ferrara. I've met a lot of you either online, at matches, at practice matches, things like that. Um, so we're going to try and bring you a once a week different type of, you know, all Rooney style, I guess, live. Um, so this week uh, we're going to break down week two, our nice, our nice, nice win against the uh, Austin Gogronies. And I smile when I say the Gogronies because I just, I, you just can't. I mean, right? I mean, just, it's a little ridiculous. That's why I like to call them the AGs. But you know, um, we're also going to talk about some of the injuries on the uh, on the injury front. Um, apparently, there's a, a signing happening tonight, according to Mr. Uh, Matt McCarthy of Rugby Wrap Up. And then we're going to look forward to the Week Three preview. So, so what do you have, Michael? How did how did you like the match last week? I thought uh, you know Greg Williams did an amazing job turning the team around from uh, the week before. Week one, looking super rusty. Um, just they did not look great at all. And then week two kind of brought everything together. Uh, clearly, you know, got their mind right and went in strong and uh, did what had to be done and, and beat, you know, the Gilgronies. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely a better performance from week one. Um, they, they showed up to play. I think uh, New England punching them in the mouth was a big wake-up call. And unfortunately, we had so many injuries, especially at the four and five. Um, three weeks ago, we lost uh, Alex McDonald. He tore his uh, peck. He's done for the season. Um, the game against New England, Trevor Cassidy broke two ribs, punctured a lung, uh, was was leaking air into his chest cavity. His, his lovely wife was screaming at him to get back on the field, which I heard on the broadcast, which is awesome. Shout out to Liz Cassidy. Um, and he was actually in the ICU and 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 in in the hospital for quite a few days. Uh, I know he could, can't fly for quite a while too. Um, and actually had to drive back from Las Vegas. Uh, I think he is slated to come back. Let's see. Not the weekend of our. It might be. It actually might be the weekend of our home opener. Or it might be the week after. So what they did last week was they they threw Nate Brakely inside from from the six, moved up Kyle Sumption to the seven, put in Big Boss at number eight. Which it's great that he's a versatile player. Uh, he's, yeah. It, he's not. It, he doesn't seem pretentious to to really be like I'm not going to play in the, with the forwards. He realizes he wants field time. Uh, scored his first try. I mean, off off the set piece there. So. I, the forwards look good. The forwards look good. I, I think, yeah, definitely a major improvement. Um, those lineouts were amazing. I don't think they lost a single lineout that they put in. Um, the, the one being uh, they eventually got back and uh, they scored on was the only like missed lineout. But I think all the lineouts were amazing. The only uh, problem was scrums a little bit towards the end of the game when they started putting subs in. Uh, it did look like uh, Basta, Basta Rowe looked a little uncomfortable at eight. Like, um, 
But other than that, once he, you know, figuring it out, especially those scrums, keeping the ball in, um, and then just taking off the side and just making four guys try and tackle him, which was amazing to watch and see. Well, I think with, with Boston and we had Marcus Walsh starting at the nine, yeah. Um, the big thing was, I know McWilliams wants to have more of a free flowing thing, especially off the set piece scrum to get it out to our, our amazing back line. And I think the, the synergy between Basta and Marcus isn't there because they just recently started playing with each other. Whereas yeah. Kyle Sumption actually had, you know, a, a whole season with them. Um, so he's a little more decisive when he wants to pick it up. I think Basta was a little hesitant because he wasn't sure what Marcus wanted him to do. But again, that'll just that'll grow over time. The relationship. Um, I know we PJ uh, Patty Ryan did not get the start this week. I know he had an ankle issue. Um, so I think the forwards look good. Anthony Parry has has been looking good. While the scrum hasn't been the best, um, the forwards have been picking up the ball and gaining meters. That's so, yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah. So yeah, off the rocks they've been you know hammer it hammer it down um just yeah i think this the scrum work is the only thing that really really needs work on with the uh with the forwards but other than that they are doing an amazing job and even without will leonard the back line looked great offensively um obviously troy lockyer uh mlr week two player of the week yeah um amazing almost had that hat trick uh, at the end i think he got stopped at the five meter line on his third line break um with no support unfortunately uh, he was running too fast. Uh, I, I was kind of upset. I was kind of, I was kind of upset that the MLR didn't give him his tries any of the top five tries of the week. I guess they I felt they were too pedestrian. But you know, yeah. you can you can make him the player of the week. But he didn't have a he didn't score. You know, it wasn't exciting his scores. Um, I, but think, I think the back. I think the, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the back line did well. I think that the unsung hero of the back line though was Marsh. Um, did an amazing job distributing well. Had a perfect vision his first try i think was really good seeing the, that open space giving a nice little uh you know dummy pass and then hitting it for the try so i think yeah marsh definitely was the unsung hero um of the, the back line this past weekend yeah marsh looked good um again he's not afraid to take the ball so i think that opens up a lot and frees up a lot of the center and wing play because he is dangerous with his legs um I think his kicking was perfect on conversions. I don't think he missed one. He didn't miss a single kick. I I, I rewatched it when I rewatched the games. I made sure I counted. Yeah, they did not miss a single conversion the entire uh, game this past weekend, which was amazing because there were some. They put the ball out pretty far on on the you know the wings for tries, and they, he still was slotting them, which was great. It's good to have him back. I know Harry Bennett is a great kicker too. So now that Bennett's fully healthy, I think if there is an issue or if there is an injury, our kicking game is, is solid as far as for points. Um, I think the only thing was our back line defense. And Will Leonard is is that stalwart who who really pushes it forward on the back line, uh, really, really, you know, makes the tackle and completes it like 100% of the time. And not having him back there is, is a detriment. He's facing a four-game ban. Um, I, th- I think I was the first one to report it technically um, from his hit from Ty leader. MLR came back and banned in four games. Yeah. Um, so I think the backs need to step up a little bit in their physicality and making the hits. Um, that that was my only critique really. Yeah. They, the, the one thing that I overall didn't like was uh, they had three held up tries this past weekend, which is unheard of. Usually, you know, one held up try in a game. Okay. Two, that's getting a little weird. You've obviously three. never played in D four 
nerf you because we used to held up no, signs for you. I, all I played, you know, we nice social rugby. We were, we <laughs> where, were uh, you know, we were the kings you of let the guy go through. No, we were the kings of – we didn't want any points scored. <laughs> but, no, it was it was, seemed weird. That it was good. Like, you could see that the forwards were, were driving, and, you know, they were definitely churning. But the problem was they'd be churning too close to the try line, and then there would be no one there for support, or they wouldn't go down soon enough to allow for a next phase. And so they'd be – they'd churn right into the try uh, – try, over the try line, and someone would be right there to cover them. So that was I the mean, only real critique, I think, for the forwards. And, and overall. At least one of those was held up when they were trying to score off a mall, I believe. So it's it's a little bit tougher yeah. when you are standing up straight versus if the ball is within five meters, you're just trying to ram it down their throat. But the other two definitely were within five meters and on the ground. It, it, you should have punched it in. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Austin came back. Uh, I know uh, Coach McWilliams put in uh, subs around, I think, the 55-minute mark. maybe the Yeah, around there yeah. And um, not, you know, we got, I want the guys, I want everybody to get time. Um, but I think Gil Groney's having their starters in a little past, usually normally where you have them, um, really helped them to get on that scoring run. Um, but again, and that goes back to the backline defense where we weren't finishing tackles. And we, we had this problem last year on finishing tackles. Um, but again, I think it's just, it's just more of a, a grit thing. Get the job done if you know you're, you're the last man. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it, yeah, it just seemed like Austin was capitalizing on that open kind of play where they'd get, you know, off off the back of a scrum where they'd, you know, be able to get a little bit more run in, um, get a little more speed in the ball, and then they just would, you know, yeah, you're, last you're right through after our, that. Our yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's see. And then the round out week two, I'm um, just glad we got bonus point. You know, I, I love the bonus points. Um yeah. I think going into the rest of the season, we're gonna have we're gonna see the the lineup shaking up a lot more. Um, you had the kid Jonas Petrakropoulos. I always I, for, I can't say his name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jonas. But Jonas is a good guy. Um, he had his first cap. Um, you saw Robert Urbiscu get in there. You saw Mikey Brown get in there. So I was glad to see a lot of guys getting minutes, especially up front, because they are um, they do have a lot more forwards that that can work in there and do different things um so i'm, I'm hoping going forward we 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 kind of build on what we have um but yeah as far as injuries so like we said patty ryan was out with an ankle last week trevor cassidy is out for five weeks unfortunately alex mcdonald is out uh for the season i know jp aguire also against the babas when they had that um scrimmage was hurt um that's why you haven't seen him um, he, him and Alex McDonald and Oshin O'Neill were three of the guys who came to visit at the pig and whistle. Um, so it was nice to interact with the fans, you know? Um, so if you're a fan, if you're in the New York area, the lower New York area, come down to the pig and whistle on Sunday, it's a 3 PM kickoff. You will get to meet some of the guys. You'll get to meet me. Um, I literally screamed at the television. I don't care. I, I, <laughs> you can ask Alex McDonald, uh, last week they had seated people for dinner in front of the television. Cormac, I don't know what you were thinking about that one. Uh, they left. That's a bold strategy. <laughs> Especially when I'm screaming, you know, the butcher, the butcher, like 17 yeah. times. Um, so, so they left rather quickly. But uh, it's a fun time. And, again, um, you get to meet some of the players. So what, what about you? I know you have your own watch party. How, how, how Yeah, that so we're fortunate enough um, being with the bootleggers. Uh, we're a social team, and we have a bar that we go to after practice every day called the Excelsior Pub. 
Um, it's in you know downtown Albany, and they specialize in New York State food and liquor. So it's all New York State food, all New York State liquor, and they were super excited to have uh, you know the Rooney supporters come on board and watch the games there with them, which has been amazing. Uh, hook it right up to the TV, watch the games. Usually there's you know a good around like ten of us that come and watch, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but we always we always get a nice you know crowd going, and then. Uh, usually try and get a few other people that haven't, you know, seen rugby before involved. And we do enjoy just uh, screaming at the TV as well. So that, there's no what, short supply of that up there. What What's the New York food? Are you guys eating like dirty water dogs or how, how's it working? Yeah, they have sabrettes. Uh, they have glazier hot dogs with meat sauce. They have uh, pizza rolls. They've got um, garbage plates from Rochester, speedies, also, anything you can think of. They basically have that's, you know, New York state food. Uh, we got a question real quick. It's not saying who it's from, but I have a feeling it might be for my buddy Jason uh, Zimmerman because um, he was he was talking about this in the group during the game. He, he's actually Jason Zimmerman uh, and I met in a Saracens supporters club. He lives out in Western Pennsylvania, and last year he actually got to come to quite a lot of uh, uh, Rooney home games. Um, so he's he was asking in the first twenty five minutes we could have kicked three penalties instead we went for the lineouts. He thinks we should have kicked for points. Uh, my feeling is. Get on Austin quick. We want the bonus point. Um, I think the strategy was sound to to score. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, it it at the time um, when I rewatched the game, I was like that is interesting. But I think that you know they wanted to get they wanted to get those tries on and kind of pound it in that oh when we come down into the twenty two, we're not giving up. We're not going to take three. We want the full seven. And so it was good on them to you know to execute that plan. Um, it could have backfired easily, but fortunately enough, you know, they did, you know, get a few tries out of it. So good on them for, for making that happen. I think going into this week, depending on the situation, you might want to kick some of those, um, depending on how Atlanta is, but we'll go into that later. Um, so yeah. uh, back to everybody moving around. Uh, we also got James Rochford back, Rocky, my boy out of Cork. Um, he, he, congratulations on fatherhood, uh, Rocky. Yeah. Um, his wife. Congratulations, had a girl. And he is now back with the team. So I think if we can have our pillars up front uh, with with Patty and Rocky really uh, wrecking through the scrum, throw Anthony Parry in there. Um, Anthony Parry is probably our best um, offensive front row guy. I mean, but but she's good. But she's good off the set piece. But free flowing. Yeah. I think Parry's the the best we have. So I think he'll get a lot more starts than we think, depending on what we need. Um, I don't, I think, again, like I was talking before, we can manipulate the lineup to help us win games the way we want to win them. Um, so, and give guys rest when we need to give them rest. Yeah, I think, yeah, I could totally agree with you on that point. We have a, a good depth in lineup. And so um, if we want to win games, we're, you know, we're grounded and pounding like against Austin. Um, we have the guys that could do that. If we want to play more of a finesse game where, you know, we're, we're kicking for points. I think we also got that as well. So we, we have, uh, you know, we have the options, which is great to have. And speaking of other pickups, um, well, Rocky was already signed. It was just a matter of him coming, uh, getting here after, after the birth of his, his baby girl. Um, Matt McCarthy from Rugby Wrap-Up saying he's going to announce in a couple hours a, a signing for Rooney, a USA Eagle. Um, me and you have have an idea who it is, yes. but we don't want to say anything right now because it's unconfirmed and 
and the team hasn't told us anything. But we we both assume it's going to be a loose forward because that's what we're like, correct? Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> um, now, who it is, again, we have our thoughts. We're, we're not really going to share them. Um, but I think everybody – the biggest issue right now in the MLR is visa issues, right? I mean, everybody – Yeah, to, that has been the uh, prevailing issue – these past two weeks have been guys getting with issue problems, uh, visa issues, issues. And I mean, you see all these signings and even with Rudy, you know, Cara Pryor and, and all the, and, and Minturn and all those guys not here, you know? Um, so I think eventually once Rooney gets all those guys in, it's also not going to just be about the core Irish contingent we have. It's going to be about going to a Cara Pryor and all that. And I think, the, the biggest thing we saw last year is you saw the West Coast teams played more of a what I would call Pacific Islander style, a little more free-flowing. And you saw the East Coast teams do a little more European-style set piece. And I think if there's – there's, oh, I think we just lost Mike. <laughs> um, but I think if there is a flow of players from, from each side really going to both coasts, that's going to open up the way the offense works. And, yeah, I think we lost Mikey and – I think Mikey's back. Let me, and, and there he is. Mikey's back. <laughs> um, what I was saying was, I think there was a delineation last year. Um, the East Coast was more of a European style. Uh, the West Coast was a more Southern Hemisphere style. Yeah. Uh, as the teams start to gain parity in which type of players they get, you're going to have a, a – a more conglomeration of both styles. And I think that's going to be great for the bar. Absolutely. I think, you know, uh, the other thing too is people keep calling the MLR currently the retirement league, which I, I while there are a lot of veterans uh, that are coming in uh, that have, you know, been, that are well into, you know, their thirties that have been playing. It's great experience. And that's what we need. We need a lot of, you know, guys that came from Europe, that uh, have been playing for a while, those guys that came from, you know, New Zealand, Australia as well, that, you know, have been playing for so long that could bring in their influences and almost be like coach players to help kind of get things kind of rolling and, you know, make MLR even better than what it is right now. Absolutely. I think I've seen that as, as a big question. Um, I forgot who asked it. It was one of the San Diego fans or, you know, just had a discussion about it, about, you know, why are we not growing players? And I feel we're growing players. I mean, you know, Will Burke, young American player, North American player. Uh, you know, Mikey Brown, young North American player. Mm-hmm. Troy Lockyer, young European player. Marshy, no. young European player. Marcus Walsh, young European. So, I mean, we still, we still, especially Rooney, I think, has a great split of guys. I mean, you, you got guys like Mikey Sinclair, Chris Matina. North American, North American. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you do have your Ben Fodens and you do have your Bostas, but everybody else is getting playing time. So absolutely, yeah. Maybe it's more of just certain teams don't have that, and it, that's just the way their GM and their ownership structure want it. Um, and then, honestly, that's that's their prerogative. Out of this, you know, that's, if that's what they want to yeah, do, you can't really looking at you know if you look back a little bit at, you know, the 2019 world cup and us, what USA put out, you can't say that not like, you know, the MLR isn't fielding, you know, the USA Eagles of tomorrow because most of those guys were playing in MLR on MLR teams or 
few of them in Europe, but a lot of them in, you know, the MLR. So that we are developing, you know, the future rugby players uh, that are going to be, you know, Eagles. I, yeah, definitely. I think um, I think what, what does kill that, somebody brought up a good point, is uh, if they start to phase out the championship in, in, in England, because you have a lot of American guys there, um, what's it going to do for American players in Europe? Um, but maybe they move over to France. Maybe they come back to the MLR. And, and they, they really get their experience here. Um, so will it be a killer for Americans in Europe if they bring you know bring down bring back the budget? Not really sure. But yeah. I would just hope those guys will look to jump back. Um, you know you ha- you're going to have Titi Lamas Italy in the championship with Saracens this year. You know, I mean, come on Titi, let's you know move on. Yeah. Over. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the other big uh, comment uh, discussion was Vegas. Was Vegas a success? Um, and my big point was last week, it was like 10 degrees in New York. The wind was, was flying around on in, in Midtown. It was flying around. So you can just imagine MCU park. Um, if, if you've never been there before center field faces the ocean, that breeze comes right through the sticks. And as a matter of fact, last year, I think Harry Bennett went like over five kicking into the wind in one match because it was just a 40 mile an hour wind in his face. So you're telling me that would have been better weather with more fans than the nice weather they had in Vegas that particular day? Yeah, I, I, Vegas is a you know hit or miss. I think you know sometimes you could have the, the beautiful weather like they had this past weekend. Other times you have the weather that they had you know week one where it's four, where it's forty mile an hour winds. It was probably I think it was I looked on my uh, my phone it was fifty five degrees out there. So it wasn't that much better. Uh, I think it was a nice idea. You know, with, you know, the uh, Rugby Sevens leaving Vegas and then going to L.A. and trying to get something back into Vegas to have rugby back in Vegas because it, it was always great to have. Uh, but I think it just uh, – I don't know if it was the teams or, or what it was, but it, the fans weren't there, but I think that people were watching anyway. And so that was the idea is, you know, maybe we'll get a few more fans that we then, you know, say a game in New York or a game in, uh, you know – New England, but we'll still get the people watching. They'll still get the people involved. And so I think overall in that case, good plan. Um, I think the, the stadium's going to look small no matter what. No, even if, you know, there's a thousand people in the stands, um, having been to Sam Boyd before, it's a pretty big stadium. A thousand people mm-hmm. still does not look like a lot of people, but um, overall, yeah, it, it was, I think it worked. It ended up working out, but it could have been I mean- done better. I think Sam Boyd is a weird uh, pitch to play on. I know for whatever reason when they made it, um, if if you guys don't know how these fake fields are made, they, they put down a concrete slab, they put some rubber cushions, then they put the fake grass, and they add rubber tires, these little dirt things. For whatever reason, yeah. I don't know if they used half of the rubber cushion they were supposed to, but as you could tell, especially in week one against New England, the ball was bouncing off the kicks. So The ball was bouncing off the pitch off a kick, so much so that we didn't kick – off out of possession much against Austin because I think we we had now understood that what was going to happen to it. Um, so I think you can do it in Vegas, but I think the stadium's not right. Um, also, I don't yeah. think – Yeah. The other thing is while each team did their own thing um, and, and had parties, I know San Diego had a party and, and I know the Rooney guys were posting out there where they were going to be. Um, MLR itself didn't have like a, a concerted effort as a league to do something like they should have gotten all the fans together. They should have said, Oh, if you have a ticket for 
you know, the New England, New York game, come to the game on Sunday against, you know, whoever was playing on Sunday, you know what I mean? Or vice versa. And because, and because you knew what the sales were to begin with. So if you knew the sales were bad and you knew somebody's there for the weekend, you might as well just give them a free ticket at that point. Cause they went to the first yeah. game. They'll show up to the second one. They, I mean, I watch a lot of MLR games at art Rooney. So I'm assuming a lot of other people do that. Um, the one, the one comment that did make me laugh and got me kind of angry was somebody said, well, there wasn't a what to do guide in Vegas. I said, well, you're, you're in Las Vegas. <laughs> One yeah, there should, the there's no game. need for a what to do guide. You yeah. do whatever you want. <laughs> I think the Sevens Invitational was there that same weekend or one of the weekends or in between. Um, yeah. You know, you knew what the teams were doing because they were putting it out on social media. So it was like, you know, what? It, uh, and there's also, you can go see Cher in concert. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, people are doing res- residencies there. So. It wasn't. Uh, I think a better team up with the uh, with the rugby of Vegas Invitational would have been nice. Maybe you know, giving teams tickets, saying, "Hey, just fill the stands, come." And maybe I, if they were there, forget what week it was. If it was, you know, week two, it did look like there were more fans in the stands week two, definitely. So maybe that's what they did. Maybe it's selling, you know, a Saturday ticket and a Sunday ticket or a Saturday Sunday package, like they do what they used to do with the LA or uh, the Vegas Sevens. Like you can watch all the games on uh, Saturday and all the games on Sunday or whatever, just to keep you, you know, and you, you can leave the stadium too um, and come back. Something like that would be great. I think to get people to, you know, maybe they, they'll come for one game, leave for another, come back for a third. It, it, mm-hmm. Just something to get more people involved. I think would have been great. Gotcha. Um, somebody just wrote, uh, need the local bars to get uh, on board and push it. Um, so, so far, as you guys know, obviously the pig and whistle is our eternal home. Cormac uh, is a great host to us. Um, you know, always gives us the upstairs. Always, I, I feel pig and whistle pours the best pint of Guinness um, this side of Dublin. Um, also, just so you guys know, the Douglas in Brooklyn is a big Rooney bar. Uh, if you guys can make it out there. As Mike said, the Excelsior Bar in South Albany. Um, also, the Beachmont in Nershell, New York is a bar in Westchester that my buddy Rob owns. Um, right by Iona College. I know the Iona College rugby guys go there constantly. Um, I'm pretty sure he shows Rooney. Uh, well, he tells me he does. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm going to assume. I'm, I'm assume. You know, Rob, Rob. Rob's not lying to me. Um, so there are local bars getting more involved, but that also means the Rooster Booster has has to get more involved. Um, so as we as we said prior, Mike is the president of the Capital uh, Region Rooster Boosters. We are looking for people to have to to be part of the. Western New York uh, Association chapter, whatever you want to call it, of the Rooster Boosters, and the Northern New York chapter of the Rooster Boosters. And also, Mike is looking for a couple guys to help him out uh, with social media in the Capital District. Um, so contact Mike, contact me, contact the pages um, if you want to help out in any of those areas. Unfortunately, we kind of already have Southern New York covered between me, Dan Bennett-Brown, and Craig Gridelli. Um, so again, guys, the way to get other people involved is if you start to involve them, um, bring your friends, bring your friends to a watch party. Um, I bring, I'm bringing several friends uh, to the pig and whistle on Sunday. They, my one, my one buddy works for the New York giants. We played football together. Never really understood rugby until I, tar- until I started taking him to the watch parties last year. Um, now he loves to come to the watch parties. Um, so that's really how you get people involved. Um, uh, so let's say go- if you want to get a bar involved, if you want to get a bar involved, uh, just go to a bar. A lot of times, if you have a favorite bar in mind, 
you go to the bar owner and say, hey, look, we want to host a watch party. There's going to be, you know, six of us. Can we can we have a TV and uh, plug in a, a laptop with an HDMI? And a bar owner most of the time will say, absolutely. Are you going to buy beer? But yes. So uh, it's the easiest and quickest way to do it. And one of the best things, because we because the MLR has this contract with ESPN Plus, um, so the way it used to work is, like, let's say Six Nations last year, this was the thing. Um, the bar has to pay per seat, let's say 20 bucks per seat, no matter if people are there or not, just to show the games. That's why everybody used to have a cover. This, this year, because it's on ESPN Plus or the NBC Gold bar package, which is only $200 total, they know that they don't need to pay per seat. They don't need to charge you. So it's really a very nominal fee to them to get ESPN plus for five bucks a month or five 99 for you to have six guys and toss back 12 beers, 14 beers, whatever, however many beers you guys are going to drink yeah. safely and responsibly, they're going to make their money. And, you know, again, we like to give them a shout out. Um, if you do have a rooster booster bar, um, the, like we said, the Excelsior is a great bar. Uh, Mike offered them, you know, a nice little certificate, making them official Rooster Booster Bar. We're going to try and get them some swag. Um, so real quick, we're just going to do a preview of week three. Um, Atlanta scares me, Mike. Atlanta scares me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I didn't get a chance to watch uh, the game, but I did get to watch some of their highlights. Uh, they look like a, they, when they were playing against Dole, they looked like a team that was willing to take uh, that penalty and, and go for the sticks um, inside their own half. So there are a lot of times, you know, within the, you know, the 40 and the, uh, the 22, Oh, we got to, you know, they've committed a penalty. We'll, we'll go for the sticks and we'll take the points. I think they only scored one try their one or two tries. The rest of the, uh, their points were from uh, kicks at goal. So I think it just kind of has to come down to uh, not making stupid penalties when you're, you're on defense and when you're, you know, inside in your own half. Um, other than that, as long as we keep a strong, uh, you know, forwards, strong pack, um, we do a great driving wall. I think that we can we can go down there and definitely get the W. Well, I think the thing is people are realizing, and I don't know why this wasn't picked up last year, is our set piece out of the mall it scores us a lot of points. And Austin started to hold us up like we talked about prior. So if Atlanta starts to hold us up, you know, we have to kind of change our tactics a little bit. I think um, this year's set of coaches don't mind changing their tactics on the fly. I think last year's coaches, even though we got to the semifinal, we were right on the doorstep of a championship. Um, I, I, the hardest part of any coach is being in the Super Bowl and at halftime saying, "I got to throw out my playbook." But sometimes you have to do yeah. that. You know, in, in each game, if if they're putting you know the stop to your mall and holding you up on every try, you got to do something else. Um, so I think we can do that. Um, I'm not sure if Rocky's going to get the start and if Patty's going to be. Um, playing either with his ankle so we'll kind of it's going to be touch and go with our scrum um we'll find out i guess tomorrow around 3 4 p.m when the the roster comes out which i'm sure we'll talk about privately uh, um yes. for those that don't know me mike craig and dan constantly chatter like little you know old ladies about it nice italian old ladies um but <laughs> i i think we are just as strong as them in the set piece I think that our back line is a little better as far as free flowing um, to get the ball to a position where it, it looks like they'll maybe they'll double team Marshy or the double team Connor, and then it'll get free somebody up in a one on one. Um, I think maybe we get a few more tries from, out of Troy. Yeah, um, I, honestly, with, with Troy coming out, you know who that opens up the Cowboy, 
And I know Ray might be watching yep. right now. Uh, if, if those of you who don't know, uh, Mark O'Keefe's father, Ray O'Keefe, is all over the boards here. Um, so give him a shout-out if you see him. Um, so it might open up the Cowboy a little bit. Um, Double-teaming Marsh might open up Connor a little bit more. Um, so we'll see. And, you know, Troy really came in as a fullback. Um, but I think with the way the ball was bouncing at Sam Boyd, they stuck with having um, um, Foden back there just just because he, he has that experience and he can get the kickoff quicker. You know, he, he's not as um, he's not as jittery as a, maybe a younger player would be if, if the ball's in a weird position, yeah. which he got blasted for in the first one, you know, obviously for, for letting he, it go. He was, picked that up in the second one. He figured well, it out and I barely touched the, the dirt in the second game. Uh, well, there was a few but, times uh, that he figured he did. This is what this is what I don't like because when he let the in in New England when he let the first kick go and it went out the back they called him a genius and then the second yeah. one bounced weird and it was Foden was a jerk and Foden should have known better like you were just calling him a genius literally three minutes ago when he when he let it bounce so yeah you know hindsight's twenty twenty I guess they're they're really killing us with that but I do think this is a hard fought battle I think. Um, I think Rooney wins by two. I think it's going to be a, one of those hard attack games, unfortunately, that I hate. I like to win by a lot very quickly. Um, yes. And uh, Aaron, are you doing the um, the Super Brew Pick'em with like Earful of Dirt or the MLR fans or anything like that? I am not. Okay, so I'm going to toot my own horn here. Um, it, I'm, I think I'm number three or top three in the, the Super Brew. Um, for earful of dirt, and I'm top 15 in the total MLR standings or something. Um, I got lucky. Um, the Atlanta win, I, and I got around the point differential. I think they do um, um, Price is Right style. Like you have to be under the close and under the, the yeah. point differential. So I think I picked Atlanta by 10. Um, so that really helped me. Um, but I'm not sure how I'm going to do this this week. Uh, my gut tells me Atlanta is a tough game to win. Um, but I want Rooney to win, obviously. Um, so I'm going to go with my heart and pick Rooney and Superbrew, and then you know, knock on wood, that that'll that'll knock through. What do you think? What do you, what do you think is going to happen week three? I, I don't know. I like the with the Atlanta game. Uh, Atlanta was up 17-10 with 78 minutes to go, and they scored one final try to put the you know the nail in the coffin against uh, the gold. Uh, so it was still a close game for them against the gold right up until the end. Um, I'm thinking, I'm hoping that if Rooney gets, you know, one of those one or two early tries in, um, it, it should be good. That, that, and then they can, you know, continue and, you know, keep rolling with it. But uh, if, you know, Atlanta puts up a good fight in that first 10, 20 minutes, it's anybody's ball game. Uh, we have a user talking about Rooney's conditioning in the second half of the next game. I just want to point out um, Matt Workin and Nate Brickley, I think, both played 80 minutes solid. Um, so you had your two starting locks playing 80, 80 complete minutes due to injury. So I think with the signing, um, which, again, I'm not even sure. Let me check Let me check the feed real quick to see if it was announced yet. Um, let me just see if, if, if uh, Mr. McCarthy has posted anything. Um, not that I see, uh, but if, if it really is a loose forward, I think it, it does kind of, um, the, I, I think it wasn't as much the conditioning as it was 
they had to stick with those guys for 80 minutes due to injury, and they just looked gassed. So, um, yeah. so and then even some of the subs got injured as well. So it's, yeah, it, it, it kind of threw everything in flux. Yeah. So I think having one more loose forward, um, not being in Vegas, is helping too because now you you've come back. You know who's there. You know who you can bring the fight to Atlanta. You don't have to house them because you know it is a cost thing too. You can only have so many guys in Vegas for such an amount of time. Um, and to yeah. fly people in and out is an expense that gets a little crazy. So I think um, just taking that one trip down to Atlanta and coming back is going to be a little easier than having you know two matches and the same amount of guys. Because now think about it. You have Will Leonard. He gets suspended, so he can't play. And now he's out in Vegas doing nothing because he's suspended versus a guy who could come in and take that spot at least, you know, and, 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 and be on the roster or maybe be rostered instead of somebody who, who, you know, who we needed. Um, but again, it, it is, it is, uh, let's see. Um, well, I don't think we look tired and slow in week one as much as it was just the damn wind. I mean, when you have a 45 yeah. 50 mile an hour wind, you're not going to be committal to a ball because it's really hung up there for a long time too. Um, so, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that and knowing how the, it's funny because when the guys played New York barbarians, they were just as fast, you know, they were, they were as fast as they were going to be. Um, so I think it's more of, again, injuries to key positions, especially the same position that's killing us. Um, not having the proper guys there because of those injuries and, the wind conditions in week one were just crazy. Um, you know, there's, <laughs> it sucks to say, but that's that's really what killed us. So Yeah, I think definitely our kick chase was definitely better uh, week two. That, and I think wind had definitely had to do with that. Um, I feel like also just playing in Sam Boyd, you know, you, you play there one week. You don't know this is now a new field that you've never played on. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, second time you're playing there, okay, now I know there's a weird little bounce. I can't let it, you know just roll up, have to get there immediately. So I think they, they learn from, you know, week one to week two, how to play in Sam Boyd. And hopefully they take that into week three where they realize, you know, let's just not let the ball get to the ground when we're, we're chasing or whatever we're doing box kicks or chip kicks. Let's just, you know, meet them up and, uh, you know, hit them and cause some injuries or not cause some injuries, but cause some, uh, some damage and, uh, cause, uh, you know, maybe a, a mistake or two. Yep, and I also think getting punched in the mouth by New England with those quick tries kind of got into their head a little bit, so that could have been part of it too, week one. But we're past week one. Uh, right now the overall record is one and one. I think we're, what, number five in the East. Um, we're still ahead of, like, the fourth, fifth, and sixth team in the West based on point differential. Yeah, the um, West so, is really dragging it right now. <laughs> yeah, so overall uh, we're not doing too bad, but you know I don't care about overall. I can't care about getting top three and getting into that playoff position. Um, so, again, this is going to be a weekly little show. We're going to have some more guests next week. Uh, we look forward to doing this. Um, just so you guys know, we don't fact-check anything, so anything I say is probably wrong, specifically with statistics, um, especially with tactics. And especially if I tell you somebody told me something, it was, I've definitely quoted them wrong. Um, that's on my side. Um, thank you guys very much, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully, you'll be back next week. And, Always a uh, pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you.